You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Welcome back, everybody, to our Bible Plus podcast. And today we are diving into Luke chapter 2. So as Paul mentioned from chapter 1 and as an introduction to the book, the Gospel of Luke focuses on Jesus Christ being the man Savior. So the last two books we got into were Matthew showing the King Savior and the Kingdom of God, the Kingdom of the Heavens, talked about a lot. And then uh, the next one was about him being the slave Savior, coming to serve. And then now in Luke, we're seeing him as the man Savior. Now, in this chapter, chapter two, we're getting into his birth and his youth. So seeing how he grew up and um, his conception. Now, in Matthew, when it was talking about the exact same thing, it really focuses, focuses on Jesus being of a kingly descent. I mean, even when the Magi saw the star and come to King Herod, they're like, where's the king? Where's the king? We've come to offer these gifts and worship him. And it's just highlighting the fact that Jesus Christ is the king and they were searching for the king. But in Luke, it's very different. Uh, the, him being the king is not really mentioned. Um, in fact, it's just talking about his descent and where he came from and his upbringing. Um, and right off the bat, Caesar Augustus calls for the census. He, there's this decree sent out throughout all the land. And it says, okay, you need to go back to be registered in the place where uh, you were born. So the family, uh, Joseph and Mary, they had to go back to Joseph's town, which was David's David's city, Bethlehem. And this is awesome. Y'all, this is awesome. The timing of things. When Jesus was conceived of, of Mary and Mary of the Holy Spirit, and then the timing of this census to be carried out, it just so perfectly aligned that though Joseph and Mary were living in the despised city of Nazareth in the region of Galilee, they had to go back to Bethlehem, where according to the Old Testament prophecy, Jesus Christ would be born, the Messiah would be born, the Son of God would be born. So these two perfectly aligned, and that's why Jesus was born in Bethlehem uh, when they were going to be registered. And then from that point on, there was all sorts of confusion about, oh, where's he from? Oh, he can't be the, the Messiah. He's not from Bethlehem. Well, little do they know, there was this whole story about them going back to be registered, him being born them there, going back to Galilee, uh, Herod sending soldiers to uh, kill the children. And so unfortunately that happened, they escaped to Egypt. So anyway, it's really confusing where he came from, but Luke makes it really clear what happened. Um, so he's born in Bethlehem, um, an angel appears to these shepherds, and they go to see him, they offer these gifts, and the heavenly armies are just praising God, saying glory in the highest places to God, and on earth peace among men of his good pleasure. So this is just an incredible scene of his birth, um, and then it progresses in the chapter, uh, starting with chap- with verse 21, about his youth. Now this is this is pretty important because here we're kind of seeing how he lived and had a normal humanity. So 
according to their law at the time, the law of God, a child, every male child would have to be circumcised on the eighth day. So Jesus was born and eight days later, he had to be circumcised because he was in fact a normal, normal human being. He had to be. He was named and he was circumcised. So circumcised and called Jesus. Then um, there's this epic story uh, account of, of Simeon being in the temple and he's a man of God and he's in there and he's just told God like, Actually, he's been instructed and communicated by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And of course, when when um, when Jesus was there uh, for the days of his purification, um, he met him. And in verse thirty or in twenty nine, says, "Now you release your slave master according to your word in peace." For my eyes have seen your salvation. Y'all, this was, I think this was my highlight verse from this whole chapter. For my eyes have seen your salvation. What is, what did he see? He saw the baby Jesus Christ. So you know what? Who, what is salvation? Who is salvation? It is Jesus Christ. Have you seen, have you seen God's salvation? Have you seen Jesus Christ? Well, come to the word. Offer up a simple prayer to him and find the one who is God's salvation. So then once, once the Simeon had seen uh, the Lord's Christ, then he was able to be released, released um, uh, to go be with the Lord. Now at the end of this account in verse 34, this one, he was sent on account of all men. Jesus was sent on behalf of all men, uh, so that all men would, would have a chance to meet this Savior. And he was adored by Simeon as a man. As a man, he was adored. As a child, well, really, he was a child, but considering it was his person, we're going to call it a man. And then right after that, in verses 36 through 39, there's a story of this Anna, or Anna, a prophetess. And um, she just returned thanks to God for this man Savior and spoke about him and um, the redemption of God's people, or actually him as the redemption of God's people. Um, then I kind of wanted to hit verse 40, because it talks about him growing up and becoming strong, filled with, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, here's the thing. Jesus, as we know, he is born of Mary, he has humanity, and he's also born of the Holy Spirit. He's the Son of God. So in the New Testament, you'll read, he's the Son of Man, he's the Son of God. And as, as God, this man-savior, he doesn't need grace. He, he's God. But as a man, he needed the grace of God. Um, and not only that, it says that he, he, he was filled with wisdom um, he grew and became strong, being filled with wisdom. And as he was growing humanly, uh, there was a proportionate amount of wisdom that was granted to him um, through his deity. And you can look at Colossians 2 to kind of see uh, the origin of that, that wisdom of God that was coming upon him. So for, for all of us, actually, we need to go through this, we need to go through the same experience. Well, what do we do? We grow, we grow humanly. 
and we were filled with wisdom of God. As, as believers, we're full of, we, we hopefully are being filled with the wisdom of God through God's speaking in his word, through his growing in us, his spreading in us, his, him saturating us. But that wisdom, it doesn't do us very much if we don't have the power to do what we know or what we, what we know God wants to do. So what does he do? He, he provides us with grace. He, 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 the grace of God comes upon us. So there's a wisdom. We grow in wisdom, but also God supplies us with himself as grace. We enjoy him as grace. God enjoyed by us. So he's the power for us to do these things. And then, and then going on from there, he's growing, advancing in years. And there's this story of this feast taking place and Jesus going with his parents, his family back to Jerusalem. And they go into the temple and, and after the feast, the family goes home and after a day, they're like, Oh, where's Jesus? So they go back and where is he? He's in the things of his father. That's what he tells his parents. Did you not know that I must be in the things of my father? So here there's a window into the fact that Jesus, he was born of God. So in his divinity, he, he must take care of the things of God as his father. But, but once again, seeing his humanity, he was so fine and that he was subject to his parents. So in his divinity, he took care of God in his interests. But as the son of man, he was very obedient in his humanity uh, to take care of his, his parents, his human parents. So then he advances, he grows up. And in 52, we just see that both God and man were pleased with Jesus and they were very happy in him. Why? Because to God, he was growing up as the expression, the effulgence of God's glory. And then to man, he was just real, genuine, he was proper, and he was perfect. So attractive to man. So this is the Jesus, the Jesus Christ, who is our man, Savior, and fulfills all the requirements of, yes, being divine, but more importantly, he is human. He knows the things we go through. He, he understands it because he too is, is a man. Not was a man. He is a man. There's a man in the glory. So this is Luke 2. I think we're going to dive more into it in the, in the future chapters, just seeing all of his works of power, uh, his living among his disciples, his living among the people. But, Today, just enjoy Jesus Christ as your salvation. He is, he, he can save you in your day. And he is the fine one living in us, allowing us to, or being wisdom to us, actually, being wisdom to us and then allowing us, uh, to live out that wisdom by being grace, the grace of God to us in our daily living. So hope y'all enjoyed this chapter. Uh, we'll be getting into it for the next two days and then we'll progress. Onward, onward we will march. All right, y'all have a good one. Bye.